Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. My name is Michael, and we are here today for another episode of Econ Fundamentals. Maybe, because we are looking at a possible name change, uh, because apparently that's a dumb name and no one likes it. So we're currently looking at maybe something like TTRPG Crowdfunding as a possible name, because we're looking for a name that is both fun to listen, like you, you see it and you're like, hey, I want to listen to that show, and two, actually... You would know what it is by the title alone. So if you, dear listener, have any suggestions, please let us know. Joining me, as always, is Larry. Larry, say hello to everyone. Hi, and good morning. And uh, yeah, to be honest, economics fundamentals isn't all that exciting, even though as an insider, you know, we know what's coming. But yeah, if you just saw that title, I can see where you'd want something a little, a little with a little more kick to it. Mm -hmm. Right? Kick being maybe the optimal word. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and joining us today as a special guest co-host is Brandy. Brandy, say hello to everyone. Hey guys, I'm happy to be here with you this morning. Um, honestly, when I first heard the title, I had absolutely no idea what I was getting into, so I had to look into it. Not saying it's not a good title. If you keep it, that's totally fine, but honestly, I had no idea what was going on. Well, we're still early enough, and it's also kind of a tradition here that we change our name after <laughs> a little bit of time, so it kind of feels like it's just, you know, par for course. Uh, but anyways, we are going to get into the show. Each of us have brought three different campaigns that we're going to talk to you about today from across the spectrum of possible crowdfunding sites. Most of them are still Kickstarter because that's just the nature of the beast, but I think we have at least one or two today that are not. I'm going to kick things off today, and I'm going to start with a campaign that is on Kickstarter, and this is the RPG Tracking System. This is created by Wormwood Gaming. Uh, if you've been in Kickstarter realm for a while, you probably have come across this name. They do very high-end woodworking products. They have things like you know, dice towers and dice trays and DM screens. I think they even got into like the table building uh, realm for a little while. It just It's some of the most gorgeous-looking D&D and RPG accessories you will find. They are also very expensive. That is one thing to keep in mind. If you get into these, you are going to be spending a lot of money. This one in particular, the RPG tracking system, is the 19th Kickstarter they have created as a company they've backed 98. It's currently over 2,000% funded, so they do not need our help whatsoever. But maybe if you out there may have missed it, uh, I want to bring it to your attention. So they have about $207,000 pledged so far on the original goal of 10000 the campaign is going to end on March 21st, and the, the product that they're selling here, the RPG tracking system, takes the chore of character tracking and transforms it into a fun and satisfying part of the game. With a unique tracker created for each and every character class, the system is designed to be customized to exactly what you need for your character or all of your characters. As is typical with um, this company's products, it's magnetic and modular. So there are little dials that you can spin. There are little uh, indicators where they have these are like ball bearing BBs that you can like snap into place on a little, little magnetic holder to track like whether you have inspiration or whether you use your body inspiration. Um, I think the one for spell tracking works similarly as well. The trays that you can purchase through the Kickstarter as well holds three of these different trackers. So you can kind of mix and match the elements that you might need for your favorite character that you want to track this way. There are uh, trackers for all of the base classes that you would have in a D&D 5e game. They have others that are like just for spell casters. There are others that are like just for like weapons, damage. There's one for skills. So you basically would pledge for however many of these trackers you want. You would then choose which ones you get. Um, as a wizard player, primarily, I probably would pick the wizard from the classes, probably pick the spell casting one, and then maybe go with skills or, or uh, HP armor class, that kind of thing. The Keeper, which holds three of these, is $40 pledge. Uh, it holds any three that you would buy of the trackers. You can also flip them around. One way you would put them in the tray, they are lay flat. Another way, they're sort of angled, so it's easier for you to view. They also have a dice tray that comes with the system that all magnetically sticks together. So at the ultimate level, you would have two Keepers with a dice tray in the middle and six individual trackers, and that would allow you to basically cover anything and everything you wanted, including if you went multi-class with your characters. However, to do that, to have both trackers and the dice tray and at least six of the, the, the little tracker things, you're looking at like 250 bucks easy plus shipping. So this is not for the faint of heart or light of wallet, <laughs> but they are absolutely beautiful. And if I had all the imaginary money in the world, 
I'm not considered back in this, as we will come to later in the show. Uh, the delivery estimate is for August of this year. So it shouldn't be too long of a wait, which is right around Gen Con. So also, if you're going to Gen Con and you don't want to back the Kickstarter, you probably would be able to buy them on site. All right. So quickly, Randy or Larry, either of you have any questions about this one? Well, like you mentioned, the modularity of it is really neat. And if you're playing in person and you want this in front of you, you can track anything you want. There's an option for it. But uh, like you'd mentioned, it's going to be quality, but it's also going to be uh, expensive. But again, if you're playing a campaign in person, wow, this is a really neat system, you know, with the built in almost everything if you want it, uh, including dice trays and a little brig for your bad dice to log away. The, mm -hmm. the system, the way it fits together, and they're showing the videos of you know, flipping a piece um, around so it's tilted up at you or, you know, it'll lock down in place. I mean, obviously, they have they put a lot of time and design into this. It's it's impressive, you know, for what it is. Wow. I, I, you know, I love the idea of it. Unless it was truly imaginary money, I would never be able to get this myself. I just don't have that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking at it now, and it's absolutely beautiful. And like you said, they've basically thought of everything you could possibly need to track. But unfortunately, that's not really in my realm of possibility right now. Someday, when I get my yeah. dream game room, this will be there. Yeah, absolutely. Or you know, when I win the lottery that I never play. But if I did, yeah. then, you know, <laughs> then I'd do that. All right. Awesome. Uh, Brandy, we'll go to you next. What is your first campaign for this week? Okay. Um, my first one is, um, well, it's a Dungeons & Dragons standard reference deck for D&D &D 5e. And that is on Kickstarter. So it is a Dungeons & Dragons standard reference deck for D&D &D 5e. This one stuck out for me because as a new player, and even now I often forget after being away from the table so long, uh, little things that I'm notorious for handing my friends a D&D &D book and being like, find this for me. Look up this rule. And so this is just like a condensed little card set that has different uh, reference cards. So it has information, condition cards, spell cards. Just uh, she's actually it's by Jess Francis. She has done one other Kickstarter and it's basically the same thing. She's lowered the price. Unfortunately, it was not successful um, right now. It is at $2,948 out of a $4,004 goal. It has 80 backers, and it's currently at five days left to go. Um, right now, the pledge starts at $10 without a reward, of course, and then, oh, I'm sorry, $5 without a reward, and then $10, you get the digital copy of the cards. $35 or more, they'll print the full 54-card deck. And 40 more, you get a physical D&D &D card set and the printed copy. Um, and as you scale, it gives you more copies to pass out for like retail or, you know, friends and things of that nature. Uh, so one thing I would note is those original pledges, that's Canadian. So converted, like the $40 pledge right. would be about 33 US. And then the, um, the digital copy would be about nine bucks. So pretty, pretty close there. But yeah, as, as you go up, it's a little bit different because of the conversion. But yeah, these are cool. I actually, um, I think I mentioned before, my kids are in a RPG club through a program at school, but it, it's ending this this week is actually the very last week that they're going to have it. And I've I've been thinking about maybe stepping in and taking it over. Um, they play Pathfinder now, which I would not do. <laughs> I'm not really like I don't hate Pathfinder, but it's just never been my game. So I probably would play Five E. So this might be something very handy to have if I'm going to have a bunch of kids who some are familiar and some are not would be something cool to have, but uh, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. It looks like most of your tables and charts from the player's handbook are, are would be covered in here. I mean, it's got a lot of information, and the nice thing, like you're saying, if you're if you're running this, especially for new players or maybe kids in particular, you've got a visual representation. Flip a card over. Here's what your lightning bolt is going to look like. Here's what your you know your spray of acid or something like that. What it would cover on your templates. Not to mention, it goes over all the conditions, which is something personally I have trouble keeping track of yeah, uh, for for five e. So it's a nice collection, and what being about a thousand dollars towards goal still. Yeah, five days and that far to go is not 
not impossible. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. But uh, again, the goal—it would definitely be a big push for sure. Yeah, so the goal is to turn this episode around in one day. So by the time, dear listener, you're listening or have access to listening, it should still be like four days left. So if this is something you're interested in, do not hesitate. As with all of these episodes, there will be links in the Kickstarter so or the show notes, so you can get to it right away. Very cool. Anything else you want to cover on this one, Brandy? Um, no, it's, I feel like this one's pretty straightforward. I thought it was a cool concept. So hopefully, you know, maybe this will reach somebody out there that struggles like I do with conditions and spell cards and things like that. And maybe she'll get that push that she needs. Very cool. Yep. Uh, again, that, there isn't like truly a goal, but it's something we talk about. Like, you know, ideally some of these Kickstarters would only be successful because we are helping to highlight them again. Like, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know her. I haven't reached out to her or anything like that. I just really like the idea and it's helpful and I'm not sure people know that it's a thing that's out there. Hell comes to Bogtown is currently funding and it's over here on Indiegogo. This one uh, is an adventure supplement that you can get that centers around a, a very nasty looking bog or fen, in which case uh, somewhere near the center is a nice mansion uh, that's supposed to have uh, be the base of operations for the, the the little fife is what they're they're calling it in here. Um, so in hell comes to Bogtown. This one's going to be running through a funding date of uh, April seventh. So you've got twelve day well from today twelve days left. Uh, Necromancer Games is the one producing this. This is their sixteenth Indiegogo project. All of them have been uh, funded and successful so far, and they've been able to produce their product and fulfill. So so far they have a good track record. The funding goal was uh, only $500, so they're up at 3800 now, so they're more than well uh, funded. Um, they don't really have uh, stretch goals on this one. There are none. The pledge to get in on this one, if you're just looking to get the PDF, is going to be $12. $22 will get you the book and the PDF, and they also have an interna international uh, pledge for $22 if you want to get a print-on-demand version. The reason they do that is uh, they have these printed saddle stitched in, I think it's Arizona, for U.S. Uh, backers. And if you're outside of the U.S., sh instead of shipping them from here to there, they give you the uh, print-on-demand so you can get it fulfilled through uh, drive through RPG. And they have printers around the world that makes shipping a lot cheaper to get it that way if you're outside of the U.S. So uh, it's not too hard to get into as far as uh, the cost of it. Again, it's 12 bucks if you just want the PDF version. And um, they're looking at, uh, this is an a low-level adventure uh, compatible with two versions. They've got a fifth edition version for levels one to three or first tier. They're also producing it in a uh, swords and wizardry version. Ken Spencer is the lead on this one for writing, and he created the Rocket Age uh, game. He's most well-known for that. But this adventure itself uh, centers around the Wicked Fens. And the idea is that the previous Lord had some real shady stuff going on, He's passed away, so now a new lord is going to be coming in, and he's uh, he's new at the job. I'm not going to say that they're leading it up that he's sort of incompetent, but the adventuring party is going to be called in to help him sort of get settled in, help him with whatever he needs. Uh, the way that they've got the adventure set up, it's um, an event-driven hex crawl, so the map is, is going to be laid out in hexes of the whole uh, the fen itself, and there's a picture of it. There's quite a lot of area to be covered, and it's got encounters marked on the map as far as you've got places, uh, people, and things that they can uh, run into. Not to mention you also have the other level of gaming where you're trying to help this guy who's starting out sort of run his little fiefdom. So you can you know, be a personal assistant to him and you you have the, um, some adventure type ideas that are included in this would be going out and helping him set up a tax structure, collecting taxes. Uh, there's also issues in the area where there are moonshiners running through and somehow that leads into the creation of these zombies that are called whiskey zombies that you can run into. And they're a little nastier than your regular zombies. Again, this is for, for low level players or low level characters. Any level players welcome to try. 
Um, there is, I'm going to add that there's a little content warning here because one of the issues that you're also supposed to deal with as time goes on, things worsen for the fiefdom and the, the new Lord Hindle, uh, is part of the story is that he is slowly descending into madness. So if you, if you don't want to play with some insanity issues going on, then, you know, just avoid this one straight away. The, uh, Soft cover um, on this one here is going to be uh, said sh available in shipping in June of this year. The PDF uh, is going to be available, um, let's see, in June of this year as well. Sorry. So uh, they have to have an extra month, I believe. Uh, it's going to push it back to July if you're going to go for the print-on-demand version. Um, and that would be for your international uh, folks who want to back this. And you can get multiple copies of this. And if you want to do that, you can pick of the two different systems. Uh, you can get a PDF of a system, say Swords and Wizardry, and then get the, the soft cover in the uh, fifth edition version if you wanted. Or, you know, you can make sure they're the same system or get two or one of each if you like. But uh, I've backed several of these and the quality from Necromancer I've always enjoyed. The book itself, uh, like I said, it comes uh, saddle stitched. It's it, They're nice soft covers. They are sized uh, at digest size, which uh, is smaller than your standard eight and a half by 11. And they are about the same size. At least the OSR version is trimmed down to fit into their swords and wizardry. Uh, if you would happen to have their box set from Frog God Games, you know, the one for that system is sized uh, to fit into that uh, box set which is a little bit nice. But uh, PDF fulfillment is going to be through drive-thru RPG. Uh, seems pretty standard to do it that way nowadays. There's not a lot of art here. You've got uh, the picture of, a, of the mansion itself. You've got the cover and the um, uh, mansion, which is most likely going to be across the back cover. So you don't have a lot of art to see yet, but the product itself... They normally put these up and they are most of the way done with uh, layout, art, writing, everything. So that's why they're able to uh, go ahead and give you a fairly close fulfillment date. Uh, again, June, and uh, uh, you should be able to get your product at least digitally, and then they'll be mailing them out then too. But I like the idea of a hex crawl. I have not run one of those for my group, and I would really like to give this uh, a try. So that's uh, why I picked this one here. And again, it's on Indiegogo and it is the, uh, let's see, run to the top again. Hell comes to Bogtown. So take a look at that. If you're interested in a low level game for your, an OSR group or for a fifth edition group that's you know running in your tier one levels, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But again, a little warning for there being uh, the issue with madness in it. So if that's something you want to avoid, then steer clear. Very cool. My apologies. I don't know if you ever mentioned it, but there's a movie called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yep. Yeah. So that was, as soon as I was like, ah, that's got to be connected to that somehow, if thematically, if not directly or tied. Yeah. He does not make an appearance in this as far as I can tell uh, through reference or, or, you know, picture. All right. Maybe, maybe for the sequel. Uh, yeah. If there is one. Yeah. Hell Comes Back to Bogtown. Awesome. All right. So let's jump in. I think that's time for my number two. And for number two, I'm looking at the t Tiny Tome of Living Spells, which is also on Kickstarter. This is by a creator, I believe it's Zakur. Zakur, it's uh, Mexican, so I'm very possibly slaughtering that. My apologies if so. This is their seventh created. They have backed eight so far. Uh, the last one that they created was called The Tiny Tome of Dangerous Food, which appears to have been delivered on time with just a few hiccups with people having to go to the comments asking for links because they were missing them. But it seems like it still was pretty much within time. Uh, so this product is uh, created Living Spells, which I first in was introduced to in the Eberron setting, which I've said many times is one of my, if not my absolute favorite D&D setting. And in this book, it says spells are not just letters engraved in a book. Spells are essential beings that exist in the planes. And when a wizard casts a spell, it only manifests one instance of it. But what happens when these disembodied beings manifest themselves on the prime material plane? And furthermore, can a player interact with the extra planar essence of a spell in any other way, perhaps making a pact with it? 
So the Tiny Tome features uh, one living spell from each of the eight schools of magic in D&D 5e, as well as eight essences, which sort of replace backgrounds. So you'd need your GM permission to use these. Uh, it also suggests that maybe if the GM doesn't want to use them for backgrounds, they might be given out as like a, a boon or a reward through the course of the campaign play. Uh, through the Kickstarter, you can also get previous products that they've created through the, for the Kickstarter. So it's basically $1. $1 US gets you the digital version of the Tiny Tome of Living Spells. There is only digital versions available because it's a very small, basically, PDF. For about $5 US, you get that PDF as well as digital versions of the Tiny Tome of Chivalry, the Tiny Tome of Dangerous Food, and the Tiny Tome of Dragons. Delivery is expected in May of 2022, so it's not that far away. And it's currently like 2,000% funded with a converted uh, goal of $49, and they currently have about $1,300 pledged. So it's basically a very small product. You're paying like one buck. But the, the limited artwork that I see looks great, very, very imaginative. Um, the, some of the previous tomes were used more of like an agnostic version. They didn't really have 5e rules. This one has actual 5e rules uh, included as well as sort of a generic OSR or just, you know, agnostic sort of version that you could use. So while it's pretty much 4 or 5e, you could use it for other games as well. But I just think for the quality of what it looks like and for the price point of literally a dollar, maybe five if you want, if you, you know, you want to get like four or five of these, that's it was hard to pass up for me. Plus the connection to possibly Eberron and Living Spell. So I was pretty much a fan of this one. Yeah, they can see, especially at the, the level that you mentioned where you can kick in, is it $5 to get the previous tomes? That's a lot of, at least a significant amount of material for what I would consider a pretty cheap uh, pledge level. Yeah. Honestly, I almost think it's too cheap there, Zakur. You need to like double that, like two bucks and then $10. I think, <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Yeah, the layout looks really nice from the examples they give in there, too. All right. So I think then we'll move on to your second one. Brandy, what do you have for us? Okay. Um, my next one is Complete Thaumaturgic Codex for 5e. 52-page um, soft cover book. It contains 77 spells, 46 magic items for a uh, 5th edition D&D uh, D20 system. Um, so it is by LJ Ogre. He's done one other Kickstarter, Poisonous Plants. It was successful. Um, they asked for $300. They're at 46 backers at $594 right now, so they don't need us at all. Um, at $5, you get a full-color PDF of the Codex. 15 you get a soft cover, full premium print copy, full-color PDF copy of the complete Thaumaturgic Codex. If you purchase this, you can add on any of the other PDF files from Bloodstone's backlist, which is, I think, $5 per... Some notable spells that I thought were cool were Beastly Transformation. Turn your pet, cat, or dog, or anything into a deadly beast because I love familiars in my games. Um, salty Wounds. So inflict debilitating pain upon your injured foes because I always say I like to add a little salt in the wound just to make it hurt a little bit more. Yep. They are hoping to be sent out by April 22nd and end on April 1st. Or, um, this ends on April 1st, so it's really close. It's ending soon. Like I said, they don't need us, but if you're looking to get in on this, you need to do it now. Very cool. So it looks like this is also specifically for a new school of magic they call the School of Shadow. So we'd be adding a, a ninth school of magic to your 5e game, and this is all the stuff to kind of, I guess, bring it up to like level with all the existing ones as well. Very, very cool. You got anything for this one, Larry? I was just looking at the School of Shadow as well. It does look like it really adds a lot. If you've got uh, want to boost your magical uh, aspects of your D&D game, this would be the one to, to take a look at. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Larry, what is your second one, please? Uh, this one is on Kickstarter, and it is Craig Campbell's newest Kickstarter. Um, he's the publisher of this one. Stage Heroism, the RPG. A comedic RPG of super heroics, super villainy, and failure at its best. He's got a nice little video to start the project out. Uh, this is currently funded. It's a little over twice its funding goal of $3,000. Um, it's running. It's got 18 days to go, so it's running up through April 14th. Uh, this one was... Uh, Craig's done a lot of comedic based games um some of his in the past they've always been 
I've I've got several of them. I, I like his stuff. Uh, the game itself uh, is a comedy action RPG, and he keys in on a uh, animated series called The Venture Brothers. And this is about legacy and failure. You can play as a hero or villain in it. Um, there's also agents and sidekicks. Each one of those has unique abilities. So you're not necessarily playing the good guy or the bad guy, although you have that option. It's got flashbacks, superpowers, super tech, and he makes a joke about being hench folk, hench women, hench robots, all sorts of henches. There, it's based on a four stat system, and it has what he's calling the failure bank. So anytime you're trying to do something and something doesn't go your way, you get a little bit in what in your failure bank. So this seems like it's going to be adding up like Benny's or give you an opportunity later to uh, reverse your fortunes. So at some point you'll be able to turn all of your failures into a resounding success, maybe to turn the tables at the, at the last scene or something along this line. This one is ready to go as far as art, writing, layout is all done. He's expecting to fulfill this one uh, really soon after the Kickstarter wraps. Uh, generally, his have fulfilled quickly. He doesn't. Uh, he d likes to get all of you know, a lot of work done up front. So he had mentioned the funding for this is going to pay back money he's already put into the project through you know hiring hiring artists and everything. So one of the things that's different about this one is there's not going to be a backer kit on the end of it. So if you want to pledge for something. Uh, so like his some of his other games you can do as add-ons. You're going to need to do that during your pledge cycle here instead of waiting for a, um, there's not going to be an end, uh, something on the back end where you can you know go ahead and change and add in things there. So that's one thing that uh, he did mention. PDFs and the soft covers will be fulfilled through drive through RPG on this one. You're looking at a pledge to, to get into it. Uh, let's see, for... A $20 pledge at the Hero, you get the PDF of this, and you would also get a soft cover book shipped to you. Now, they do talk about uh, shipping here available to U.S., Canada, Mexico, a, a few limitations on shipping. There's also, if you just want the PDF itself, it's $15 for that one. They have retail uh, items too, and you can also get a set of art prints from the book for $60 if you would like to get that in addition to the game. But the thing that's uh, always been consistent, if, if he says his product is going to be comedic, then there's going to be mechanisms in here and the writing is going to lean into that pretty heavily. So a lot of this stuff is over the top. There are setups as far as the game mechanics goes where, where you're using your abilities to try to have things happen. You're going to succeed, fail, or, or even have partial failures. So that way it sounds almost like a PBTA game. But you're running, uh, rolling 2d10s in this instead of 2d6s, so you know your numbers may be a little different. But you still have the issues of, well, you get this much success, but then this little setback happens. And again, if you have setbacks or complete failures, that goes into your failure bank, and that will come back to help you later. The stretch goals in this one that they've unlocked already are organizations that you can belong to. So your secret agents or your superpowered groups would be falling under that. They have some initially in the book, and they've already unlocked extra ones to put into, to add to the book. Um, and they've already unlocked extra NPCs to add into the book. The only thing left is if they can hit another, I think, $700 or so, get a total of $7,500 for funding, then they're going to go ahead and open up more pre-generated characters for you to use. Um, this one here, uh, they've the art is wonderful. The, the art that they show you through this has got, like, superheroes old age home where you still have villains and superheroes going at it even though they're way past their prime we'll say and again the art leads itself right into the comedy aspect of it the situations and everything that they have mentioned for setups are are funny and sort of inherently but uh again it doesn't it says you specifically don't have to have a love for the venture brothers but that's sort of the kernel of, of what started the idea for this game I, I am a fan of Venture Brothers, by the way. So. Well, hopefully then uh, maybe that will catch your interest and you'll look into it a little more deeply. Uh, as far as the way this thing is going, it's, it says this is a lean and mean Kickstarter. So it's, again, ready to go. Everything is already done. So they've already written, you know, the extra NPCs and all of that. It just has to be uh, set on into the book. So that's where they're looking at fulfillment of July of this year. Um, and I think that's going to be for the PDF and the uh, 
print-on-demand version is, is what I'm showing for July of 2022. The drive through RPG is doing the shipping for the print-on-demand and also the PDFs. You get a really good look at the art here. You can see the print. There's a list of his of add-ons you can you can get some of the other games that they, uh, he's produced already uh, down towards the end, and it gives you a full list of the guys that did design layout and art on this project. Craig's uh, done 15 different Kickstarters, and they've all been successful. As far as the ones that funded, they've everything's shipped out. He doesn't he has a good track record here. I met yeah. the guy at a Catacon a couple of years ago. Great fellow. Back to 124, so he's been in Kickstarter for a while doing it and, of course, you know, spreading support around. Again, I'm looking to this one because it's going to be a goofy superhero game slash supervillain game. So, you know, everybody's a little more powerful. That always makes things more fun. There's several links here that you can go take a look at actual plays on on podcasts and, and interviews about the games uh, down under the podcast and stuff. So it's a pretty concise um kickstarter and again once it funds you should be getting your uh your items here in in july sometime so i'm looking forward to this one i think it'll be good and i know uh superhero rpgs you have some interest in them but how goofy can you get yeah i would also consider craig a friend of the show he's been on our shows a couple times i've been on his a couple times as well he's come to a catacomb so absolutely i, I hope this does super well for him uh brandy you have any um venture brothers love or experience no honestly i don't but looking at this i'm really interested in learning more about it because uh the art in this is just incredible yes yeah like i'm currently looking at a man with a walker fighting a guy in a onesie with a cape <laughs> yeah is that <laughs> yeah that's the old age home um fight so it's like geriatric superheroes because that is incredible Yes, and I, you know, I spent a lot of time working in nursing homes, so if I could make those people into superheroes, that would be the best time of my life. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so I think it is back to me for my third one of the week, and I am looking at Dyson's Book of Swords. So um, if you're not familiar, Dyson Logos is a fairly well, well-known uh, creator in the TTRPG sphere, uh, I know them primarily for all their maps they do. These just just incredible sort of old school looking dungeon maps. They they have a very prolific Patreon where they release these that you can get and use for your games. There's like a very very cheap and easy way to also make them for commercial use. I'm sure Dyson could not pick me out of a lineup if I mugged him, but we've had a lot of online interactions, particularly on Facebook. We we seem to have a lot of in common. We're usually on the same side of arguments. If there are any Facebook arguments in the TTRPG field, I'm sure you've never heard that it happens, but occasionally it does. Uh, so I like to think that we are friendly. And when I saw that they had this one up, I wanted to throw some support their way. They're already well overfunded. So again, they don't need our help necessarily. Uh, it only has seven days to go. So by the time you're hearing this, it'll probably be down to five or six days. And essentially this is a compilation of work they have already done through their blog. But it's a, a collection of a bunch of different um, blog posts they did into a single book. And basically, it is 50 different um, illustrations and descriptions of magical swords that you could implement into your role-playing game. So they're going to take these 50 blog posts and put them into a square format, perfect bound book. It's a 104-page book that will feature a full illustration on each of the sword along with a description of the magical properties on the facing page. Yeah, the book will be roughly six inches square. Uh, as far as the levels, pretty reasonable for about $4 US. You can get a PDF copy of the book for around 16 US. You can get a printed copy as well as the PDF. And then it goes up there for like retailers where you can get like multiple copies and that kind of thing. There's also some very higher ones where you get like test print booklets and exclusive cards. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, they've already unlocked one stretch goal, which includes three bookmarks. Each of the bookmarks is one of the three swords. So you have a bookmark version with an image of the sword. Flip it over. You have the text. Um, and this was a backer-based stretch goal, not a funding. So just number of backers rather than funding. And they have one more stretch goal currently listed, which is also backer-based. Uh, if they hit 750 backers, they're currently at about six or five something. 
Uh, they're at 583. If they can get to 750 backers, they will upgrade the the paper they'll be using for the for the printed book. So it should upgrade the improve the look and feel of the book. Now, I believe I've mentioned several times on the other or many of the other shows that there's a, a series of books called The Complete Book of Swords by Fred Saberhagen that yes. I've read several times through. Absolutely love that series. I started reading that when I was in like high school, maybe even grade school. I've read it multiple times. I love it. And I have no idea if there's any sort of similarity, but Dyson's Book of Swords and The Complete Book of Swords, it, the, the name caught my eye, the creator caught my eye. And so I was immediately drawn to this one in particular. Uh, it also looks like it should be shipping out May 2022 because basically the work is done. All the blog posts were already written. This is just compiling them together and getting them printed and shipped. So I would expect that they would come out pretty reason or, you know, reasonably on time. Now, even though Dyson is the one who has compl- uh, basically created this, Peter Reagan is actually the one that is running the Kickstarter and they run squarehex.co.uk, uh, which is a print and sell specials gaming paper and old school RPG type of thing. So Peter is not Dyson's actual name. Dyson is as an actor of fake name, nom de plume. Uh, they, they keep their identity secret on the internet. But so it looks like this other established company is actually publishing it. So sort of like how Craig is publishing that stage heroism, heroism game. So any questions about this one from either of you two? That's a lot of swords. Yeah. No question. Now, yeah, no questions, but um, from a cosplay perspective, this would be an incredible toolkit just to have, even if you don't have like a regular game, to look at and get some ideas for crafting, mm-hmm. uh, like different sort of swords and things like that. Because I know for me, it's really hard for me to come up with things just off the cuff of my head when I'm trying to do a cosplay. So it's it could be used in so many versatile ways. I really like that. Yeah, if you need a sword, there's most likely going to be either one there or at least inspiration for one there that's going to check all your boxes. Uh, Mike, what's the point of that being a square book? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea why. Okay. I didn't know if there was something particular about that <laughs> because it seems different. Of course, it got... I, it got me talking yeah, about it, so there yeah, you go. That's exactly right. I mean, I, I have no idea. I don't think I own a square book, so this would definitely be a unique item. Maybe it's easy to draw your eye to the you know to your bookshelf or whatever the case may be. So I don't know if there's a benefit to it or if it's just a unique choice. Maybe the blog post format, is it easy, more easily converted to a square? So maybe, you know, each sword has its, already has the, the text. I, I have no idea. But... The point, I think the point you can, one of the points you could garner from this entire project is if you're going to go ahead and write stuff, you might as well go ahead and put it together and sell it to people, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no reason not to try if you're already producing content. All right. So that is up to you, Brandy, for your third and final one this week. What do you have for us? Okay. This is the one I'm most excited, excited about, and I kind of wish you guys would have found it because I don't think I'm going to do it justice, so you're going to have to help me out here. But it is Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast. It is on Indiegogo. It's about a girl that is suspended in time. It's always September 15th. It's her birthday. And you get to play through um, this book of 48 chapters. It's usually about a one to two hour scenario. Uh, quick uh, quick to learn rules. I think you can start playing in about 15 minutes. Uh, you have your choice of 50 quirky guests. So you can do seven long-term residents or just any of the random quirky uh, people in the game. Uh, they asked for 30000 It is 593% funded right now. This is their second Kickstarter. Uh, their first was Wonder Home. Uh, did incredibly successful. Uh, one cool thing to note about this is they are also giving a digital download of the game. So not only is it a, a tabletop RPG uh, it also has a digital uh, version you can play online. Uh, they recommend the $60 resident hardcover digital copy tier. Um, but you can go all the way up to Witch, which is $500. It's definitely for a big fan, but it includes the box set, digital key, name inside the book, a hoodie, plushie, art, scrapbook, merchandise, um, they are currently on their $150,000 expanded box set. So you're just going to get more. You're going to get pins, uh, 
honestly, the thing that really drew me into this one, though, is the art. I can't say enough about how pretty it is. It's very colorful and quirky, and I, I think I'm absolutely sold on it personally. Yeah, I'm actually glad you covered this. This this was going to be one of mine, but then you claimed it before I got to it. Um, so I recently had the, the lead designer <laughs> I'm sorry. Of games. No, no, no. I'm glad you covered it. Uh, Jay Dragon was on one of our shows. We talked about the big Kickstarter announcement. They'll move into blockchain. And so this is a, a pretty big deal because since that announcement, uh, this has been probably one of the premier TTRPG campaigns that is not on Kickstarter now. And, you know, JJ and I talked a little bit about that and they had not decided yet what they were going to do. And so them moving to Indiegogo was was kind of a big deal because Wonder Home did, oh, like $300,000. It was enough to basically create Possum Creek Games and, you know, gave them enough success to create a, a company around the success of that game. And so they were concerned about, you know, would they lose some potential money from from jumping sides. So they're currently at, you know, $178,000 with 26 days to go. So they're doing well, but they're not yet up to the success of Wonder Home. And that's kind of the big question is, can a premier TTRPG campaign find success on another platform besides Kickstarter? Because if the answer is yes, that's probably going to start migrating more and more campaigns off of that uh, platform, which is still by far the one that we cover the most because there's somewhere there. Right. So this is one, if you're, if you're from the business side alone, if you were interested at all in the business aspects, this is a huge sort of marker. This is like a touchstone of where things are going to go in the future. So it's very interesting to look at. In addition, it's a very unique type of game. As you were saying, Brandy, this is a legacy RPG where you're playing through a chapter book. It's, you know, it's very much kind of on the rails, like you're going to go through 48 chapters sequentially, but you can choose to play the titular, or not the titular, yeah, I think the titular's girl, but there's also these other quirky NPCs that you can pick up or people who work mm-hmm. at the uh, the inn. I'm a big fan of the Gilmore Girls. Like, I know I'm not the target audience for that show, but I loved that show. Me too. I watched it with my wife over and over again. <laughs> I did too. So I'm getting some Dragonfly Inn feelings about this, you know, maybe a Suki in the kitchen and a Michelle. Right oh, the front yeah, desk. absolutely. So I'm also very interested in this one as well. Uh, the, there is a very cheap version. There's a $15 black and white printed copy. That's like the cheapest way to get the actual book, but it doesn't include the PDF of the game. It also does include that digital key. And I do want to mention that because that's also a big deal is that one more multiverse is a new virtual tabletop option that's coming. It's like a Roll20 or Foundry or the type of thing that they are trying to create. So this is sort of like a partnership between these two companies to help each other out. So right now, I don't think one more multiverse even truly exists. I don't actually know. But if you do back at the level that you would get that key, you'd be able to play it on that platform when it comes out. So this is a very exciting campaign going on in the world right now, again, from a business standpoint. Yeah, um, I have to really thank you guys for this, actually, because I had never heard of Indiegogo until I listened to your podcast. I had no idea. I never would have found this without you guys. And I am really excited about this one. I I really only ever heard about Kickstarter, so... That's, that's I, I'm really grateful right. yeah. that I found it because I'm really excited. <laughs> Larry, do you have anything on this one? Yeah, looking over this one uh, this morning earlier, uh, it is like you're saying, this is probably, I haven't checked the numbers, but this is huge for Indiegogo to get a something that's not like a an electric bicycle or something like that. As far as a gaming product going, this is a, a big deal for it uh, to get that much it's great to see. And like you're saying, testing the waters here, right? Because if you jump from Kickstarter, your audience shrinks immensely. Uh, yeah. The book is huge though. What is a 500 pages hardcover? It's 500 pages. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it, that contains what, 48 different uh, scenarios. So there's a lot of material in there to cover, but the, the additional stuff you're going to get from the multiverse tie-in uh if you're you know if that's an avenue you want to look at, this is uh nice bundles you can pick up with including that. So, and again, like you mentioned earlier, the art is really specific to this game, and it 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 looks like it's really uh, the the plushie though got my attention. I kind of want the frog plushie, but I'm not sure if that's just an add on you could get. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, the game is cool, definitely. Very very cool. All right, so Larry, I think that has you wrapped us up. What is your third and final campaign for this week, sir? Oh, let's see. This this one is going to be coming from the Game Found platform. Uh, crawling Death Below the Die, or sorry, Crawling Death, 
Below the Dying Forest. This is a third-party Mork Borg uh, adventure game. So this one is uh, sitting at just shy of $3,700. So it has funded. It's got 12 days left left as of now. Uh, It's going to be running until April 8th. Creature Curation uh, has done this one, and they've got 10 Kickstarters completed. This one is on GameFound, and I didn't have much luck finding a track record for GameFound, so there was some Kickstarters that they've done. But primarily, that's the author, and he did mention that his two children also help him design some of the themes for the rooms and things. Uh, This essentially is a, a... underground adventure that's got uh, 55 different pre-planned rooms that has um, a random generator as far as you can shift them around. It's a shifting dungeon. It also ties in four different uh, hooks uh, to get your, your, you know, playing party, your characters interested in going here. And if you use any of those, there's also specific rooms for each one of those that tie in so that you can make sure that those are placed in your dungeon. If you do go with the uh, like random assignment of the rooms, or even if you just want to put down all the rooms and have them go through it. So this is available as a PDF um, and also as a hardcover. The $10 will get you the PDF, which I thought was a very low entry bar here. And it's $20 for the PDF and the hardcover is going to be 48 uh, pages. So that's still not bad. They've hit one stretch goal and they're on on to their second. If they can get up to $4,000 in the next just shy of two weeks here that's still running, they're going to unlock a uh, bonus adventure it's uh, set in the vast grim universe and it's a crossover. So they have produced some other things that are set in that other universe. But the, if you're familiar with Mork Borg, the, uh, the theme of that, the art in this continues that sort of in your face uh, layout where it's, it's, sort of stark. The place looks miserable. You certainly wouldn't want to go vacation there, but if you've got some hardy adventures you want to set down, then this might be the place for you. Um, the art inside is just uh, straight up your alley. If you're looking for that sort of, I might've taken some acid and listened to some death metal. And this is what I, I ended <laughs> up with on my papers. They go through and, you know, it adds in, like I said, 55 different location rooms. Uh, there's a, different NPCs, different monsters in this one. Um, again, you can randomly generate this dungeon. Um, it's They've got a dice generation, or if you have a dungeon deck that you prefer to use, you can also use that to, to lay your rooms out with. Um, uh, it's got rumors, creatures, NPCs, traps, uh, treasure tables, other infections, and it's got scrolls too, which if you're familiar with Mork Borg, scrolls is where you get your powers from, like supernatural powers or, or like spell effects. Those are usually come on scrolls, so it adds a lot you know, if you do uh, play Mork Borg with your gaming uh, group, or if you want to get into it, you will need the Mork Borg uh, rules um, in addition to this. The PDF is expected to come out in May of uh, 2022. The book, probably not till August, is when they're shooting for. Um, they recommend ages 13 and up for this. Uh, the rooms here have, um, like I said, they, each one is already pre-made, so it's a matter of just placing it where you want. Um, you can also add some get some of the original art for the game. These aren't just prints. You can buy the original art and there are a few pieces left for this. They're going to have a roll 20, uh, VTT module you can get. They're going to have VTT assets that will be neutral as far as you'll just get, um, you know, for use on foundry or, or whatever you like, something other than roll 20. Um, and they also offer a card deck too, that's got, uh, items and creatures from the, the book itself. Um, the shipping here, um, is going to be from Ireland. It's going to ship to the UK and the, and the European union, um, cardboard monster is shipping specifically to Australia and New Zealand. I'm not sure where they're shipping from, but hopefully that will save them. Cause I know the shipping kills those folks down there. Um, and then U S shipping will be going from the U S to everywhere else that hasn't been, uh, under another umbrella. And they do have a little section down at the bottom for talking about how much of, uh, the shipping is going to be, but this adventure is sort of dangerous, wild, wacky. The art, well, not, I will take wacky back. It's more like seriously deadly and horrific. I guess the art is, is crazy to me, uh, but it's keeping in theme with every other Mork Borg type third party, thing I've seen. Um, 
I'm looking forward to this one, but I don't know if you are. So I'm not super familiar. I, the name of Morton Borg has come across, you know, multiple times, different Kickstarters on Twitter, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I know it's very much like a creepy uh, type of setting, you know, deadly dark type of thing. But I can't think of the name Mork Borg without thinking of the Muppets character of the chef. And I, every time I do that. <laughs> Swedish <laughs> chef, right? Yeah, that Swedish chef is the only thing I can think of when I see the name. So probably I would have to get over that to truly become immersed in that world. I, I think these are the, the lineage of the death metal Swedes instead of the uh, meatball type Swedes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they could help you assemble your, your furniture that you bring home from Ikea, but uh, they would like do horrible, horrible things to you after that. Yeah, they would disassemble you. Possibly. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I, I don't know. This one just, it, it spoke to me. I really liked it. And I said, there is some original art that you can pledge for, uh, you know, at the end of it there, if if that really toots your horn, I guess. But they're working towards that bonus adventure, um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, so this is the one that Larry stole from me, actually. Ah. So he sent it to me and I was like, man, I was going to choose that one. So I stole from you, Michael, and he stole from me, but I'm clearly the person that will buy a book judging by the cover because Yazeba is like really beautiful and pretty. And this one is really dark and it's got like a gritty art style, which I absolutely love, but I really love some of these add-ons, uh, like the assets so you can have, you know, the random generated dungeon because I love visuals, but I also get a little sad when the DM doesn't cover up what's the next part of the dungeon because I can clearly see how it's laid out unless they're actively drawing it. So, yeah, this this one's on my might have to might have to back list. Um, I think I was mistaken when I said they had already broken their stretch goal. It looks like that that adventure is their stretch goal. They don't currently have any uh, already funded stretch goals. So that adventure is one they're working on. I'm sorry about that. No worries. No worries. All right. Well, there it is. That is nine different crowdfunding campaigns for you, dear listener, to go take a look at and possibly support. As always, there will be links in the show notes to make it as easy as possible. So you click on the show or click on the title of the campaign it'll take you to wherever it is located so that you can back it but before we go we have one last thing to do it is our going last memorial kickstarter event and this is where each of us will pretend that we have all the imaginary money in the world and we can support any of these projects at any level that we want but in doing so we are unable to ever play the other eight at all even if someone else were to back them so this is very much an all or nor- all or nothing sort of situation so we'll start with Larry this time because Brandy's new and she may not be quite familiar with this. So Larry, you have all the imaginary money in the world. Which one of these crowdfunding campaigns are you going to pick? Okay, I have to ask for one point of clarification here. You mentioned, you know, you pick this one. This is all you get, right? Yep. But let's say I'm looking at something that requires uh, like fifth edition rules. Do I also get to, to get the rules too? Yes. This is only excluding these other eight Kickstarters, not every other thing in the world. So, okay. so if you were to go for that um, RPG tracking system, you can still play 5e with it. I am, yes. I am going to get the RPG tracking system. I'm going to get that and go all in and get it all. I'm going to get wow. a stack of stuff. It's going to be huge. And I'm going to be able to just have people come in off the street and like, you're a paladin. Here's your box of stuff. Sit down. We're going to play. Yeah, that thing was awesome. But, uh, you know, holding me back, I mean, in the fake world, yeah, I'm doing it. It's just in the real world, it's hard to kick up that much for, you know, I'm really not playing in person right now. And that's, uh, that would hurt. But yeah, you got my imaginary money, 100%. Yeah, that, that's me. I, I, I love it. I But I don't play 5e that much anymore. I don't play in person that much anymore. Uh, and then, again, I almost always play Wizards. So I'm definitely going to get the wizard set, but then am I always going to play wizards? Because what if I decide I want to play a barbarian and I don't have my tra- cool tracking system? Like it, I almost feel like it would limit me more than anything else. Unless you go all in and you get it all, man. I, that's true. I've got all the measurements in the world. I'll just buy four sets of everything for all my friends and family. There you go. You have four friends. Lucky you. Yeah. So, you know, Dyson's Book of Swords, <laughs> super cheap, easy to back. Uh, doesn't cost me much imaginary money. Um, the tiny tome of living spells. Again, we're talking about a dollar, so that would be an easy one to support as well. 
Uh, your visas, uh, bread and breakfast is probably high on my list as well. I, I don't need all the other accessories. I don't need a plushie or a hoodie, but definitely just the 60 page five or $60, 500 page book plus the digital. But if I'm being honest with myself and I am, it's going to be the RPG tracking system and I'm going to go all in and get all that stuff even though I never use it because it's just too beautiful to pass up. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So Brandy, that leaves it to you. All the imaginary money in the world. Which one of these are you backing? I have a question about the rules though. Okay. Can I come to your guys' house and use your stuff or am I just banned from these forever? You're banned from them forever. Boy, you're getting really picky with this stuff, Michael. Oh, these rules are harsh. Okay. Ugh. All right. Well, I'm... I know, he's getting mean already. I just got here. He's being mean. Okay, I'm going to go with Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast because I love the art. I think it's something... I don't have a regular game right now, and so I feel like the only way I'll really get to play right now is with my nieces and nephews who are like in that 12-year, 13-year-old range, so I can just force this down their throat. They're not really going to understand the tokens, which is really close. I really thought about doing Crawling Death Below the Dying Forest, but then I thought their parents may never let me see again. See me again, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with the cutesy one that I can also play alone because I, I'm a gamer seeking gamers, guys. I have no home. Well, thank you all for playing my little reindeer game. And of course, thank you to uh, Rich and Kenna from the Going Last podcast. One of my favorites. So sad to see they faded away. I'm hoping to keep the spirit of that show alive by continuing to do this little fun game they used to do. Uh, So that's it from us for this week. So just remember, this comes out every other week, usually on Sunday or Monday. If you have any uh, campaigns that you are interested in, whether it's something you yourself have produced or just something you're a fan of, please send it to us. I had a couple people actually send me some these last couple weeks. But none of them actually made it to my list, but I really still appreciate the effort and I know eventually it will happen. And then please, 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 if you are someone who is backing any of the campaigns that we covered, especially if you back it because you heard of it from us, let the creators know. Hit them up in a comment and just say, hey, just want to let you know, I heard about your campaign through Econ Fundamentals or whatever title the show will be next week, um, because that will help us get more exposure on these platforms and maybe get more partnerships so that we can, you know, maybe get like in front of some of these and somebody comes to us and asks us to help promote their Kickstarter and just kind of helps our show grow and become more important in the space. Uh, So before we wrap up, Brandy, one more time, tell people who you are and where they can go interact with you if they want to ask you about gaming recommendations or maybe try to want to, you know, invite you to play in a game since you're looking for gamers to play with, where can they find you online? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm most active there. I have a super easy name to follow. It's XB0SHI3X. Sorry, I made it up when I was 12. Um, You'll see a lot of different things there. Cosplay. I'm a foster parent. Um, Tabletop RPGs. And basically just interacting with my friends. Because like I said, I'm always looking for people to play with and make connections with. I'm really awkward when it comes to playing with new people. So I like to make connections first. So that's where you can connect with me. Very cool. And let me say once again, thank you for joining us here today. I loved having you on the show. Uh, Whenever we have a guest spot open, you'd be welcome back anytime. All right, Larry, what about you? Where can people come yell at you about your wrong, bad opinions? <laughs> yeah, I feel like most of them are. But anyways, yeah, Mumfrey999 <laughs> on Twitter is where you can uh, go ahead and say, hey, I've got a Kickstarter coming up where my buddy does. Uh, why don't you check it out? Definitely we'll take a look at things like that. Also, uh, Mumfrey's Musings on, is my anchor cast where I recap my weekly uh, gaming group. We're going through Curse of Strahd right now. So that's a good spooky time. Excellent. And I, of course, am Michael. You can find most of what I do at the RPG Academy. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email our show at therpgacademy at gmail.com. And we should see you in a couple weeks. So thanks and bye-bye. Bye. 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 Don't forget, if you're having fun. You're doing it right. Yeah. Forget that every time. It's my own thing. I forget it. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. 
If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.